0: They may not matter to you, but gosh darn it, they matter to me. We're talking about running backs today on the Locked On Vikings podcast. You like that on three, one, two, three, you liked it! You are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to the Locked On Vikings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I'm your host, your pal, and the kid you copied off in math class. My name is Luke Braun. You can find me on Twitter at Luke Braun NFL. Shows on Twitter at Locked On Vikings. Thank you so much for making Locked On Vikings your first listen of the day each and every day. You can find this show wherever you find fine podcasts, as well as YouTube and even Amazon Fire and Roku. Just download the Locked On Minnesota Sports app. Thank you so much. For the sponsor of today's episode, which is Ultimate Football GM. If you if you have ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your football franchise, then this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. Our listeners get a one hundred percent free boost to their franchise when using the promo code LOCKED ON, in all caps in the game. Uh, we're continuing our, our, our week of uh, pre-recorded scouting shows. For those out of the loop, I am out of town this week, and so I pre-recorded a whole bunch of shows about how I scout draft prospects, very draft season-y thing. If there's any major seismic news this week, uh, I will catch everybody up with it on Monday. Uh, But for now, let me talk to you about how I scout running backs. Kind of similar to wide receivers, (sighs) fantasy football has ruined this. (laughs) And and in particular, analytics and the analytics based discourse has totally ruined the way that we look at running backs. It is all completely value proposition, and it's all of, all of the, the the conversation around running backs is either how they are as a fantasy asset or how they are or like if they are are worth what the team paid for them, and it's all value based. None of it is about, well, what is this guy doing? What makes him good? How do, like that is so rare and it's, it's so different from all the other positions where, you know, we talk about, well, this is, you know, he's so good and this is what he does that's so good. It's, it's kind of um, it, it's either production or it's cost. And there's really no nuanced tape. So what I want to do is is expand your horizons a little bit, all right? I'm not going to go into the, but, but do running backs matter or don't they or whatever. Because here's what I'll say. My, my scouting principle here in terms of wh- how I'm going to put a, a round grade on a guy is I'm gonna kind of decide. All right, what, what round would I take a starting running back in? And that's where the, the the analytics and the the like value conversation, the economics of the whole thing come into play. And I'll say, all right, a starting running back, a guy that you know can be your dude for you know the the tenth best running back back in the league, right? Fifteenth best running back in the league, right? Just like an average starter, it's probably like a third round pick to me. I don't know. Maybe you think he should, that should be less or more, but I think if you get a a, a, a player who's 15th best at a thing that's you know on the field every play from scrimmage i think that pretty much returns value on a third round pick. i don't want that in the first right whereas with a corner or a wide receiver i would want that in the first right so there's your value there's a positional value i'm deflating it that way but we still have to decide is this guy a starter will he be the 15th best you know running back in the league or is this guy a backup or is this guy part of a committee? And Once we've decided how we feel about that running back, then we can go back and say, okay, and where do I take that? Or what do I spend on that in cap space? Um, But we kind of skip that first step. And we just only talk about, well, you know, they shouldn't spend money on a running back. Somebody has to play it, right? (laughs) You, You need somebody back there. So let me go over how I scout these guys and sort of what matters to me. And maybe it can sort of explain to you my takes on a guy like Bijan Robinson or, or Tyje Spears where I think those guys are a lot closer than a lot of the world thinks that they are as as good as Bijan Robinson is. But to do this, we have to entirely eschew fantasy football. We have to take every fantasy brain cell that we have and throw it in the garbage which is great advice generally but for now we can set it aside and we can put it back in our brains later if you absolutely must and instead we're going to talk about traits so uh, similarly and this is gonna this is a a through line this whole week i want to start at the feet you know we we love feet here all right unlocked on vikings i want to start with running back footwork um, and th- there isn't really a specific thing because everybody's got a different kind of vibe. Sometimes running back footwork can be a little bit like a baseball swing where everybody's thing is different. And it's like, all right, whatever you got to do, as long as it works for you, you know, <laughs> it's like, if you look at baseball stances, everybody's looks different. Um, it's a little bit like that, where there are some guys like B. John Robinson, where everything's a little bit of a jump cut. There are guys like Dalvin cook who are more of like slalom skiers is kind of what I say. And it's a little smoother. Um, and it's, what are you comfortable with, right? And so that's not really going to help us differentiate who the good and the bad running backs are. But what I want to do is, or what I want to see is how much work it takes for you to change direction. So I want to find a rep on everybody's running back tape, and it usually doesn't take long, where they have to adjust their read in the middle, you know, adjust their aiming point in the middle of the rep in the backfield, right? Right. How do you get from I'm going this way to I'm going that way? And it can be anything from open field. um, You know, once you're out of the backfield, you're in the open field, you're trying to make a guy miss and you're you're juking them. It can be to, you know, when, when you're reading, cutting back a run or something like that. How do your feet handle that? Is it a lot of pitter patter steps and then a bunch of pitter patter steps to get back up to speed? That's not my favorite. I don't really like seeing that. Um... Or is it something more like, this is what I've always loved about Dalvin Cook, is that he doesn't lose any like of his gait, I guess is the way to put it. Um, his strides stay very long, and it like kind of curls his, its way from one direction to the next. That's why I say slalom skier, because it kind of looks like and he leans really into it. Um, and what you'll see is if you just watch like his hips and his torso, his torso is changing direction and moving around. Um, really smoothly while his feet under him are going crazy. That's what makes him like really cool. I think that's why he went in the second round. The The practical thing is when you're a running back, you are gonna have to go from one gap to the next, to the next, to the, to the next very quickly. And you're gonna have to do that without losing any momentum. Can you do that? How you accomplish that, I, I, honestly, I don't care. If it's with jump cutting, if it's with super bursty stuff, if it's really herky-jerky, if it's super smooth, all of that's fine by me. But can you do it? And that is sort of where some of the guys that I have lower on my list at running back. uh, That's kind of the first checkpoint the the first kind of culling is who can do that, and who can't. Right. There's a whole bunch of other running back stuff that uh, I, I really do want to talk about in terms of differentiating these guys. But before I do that, how about a good old gramble? This is FanDuel. Uh, it's America's number one sports book, and that is because right now FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet if they sign up through On, up to $1,000 in bonus bets if you whiff on your first one. Just go to fanduel.com slash LockedOn and sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet. And you can bet on everything from money lines, point spreads. You can bet on the the basketball brackets. You can bet on the XFL, which, you know, heck yeah. you you can bet on whatever you can find on there, all on an app that is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Don't miss that shot at a no sweat first bet when you joined FanDuel today. Just go to fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Moving on. um, I talk a lot about burst when it comes to running backs, but that can be a nebulous word that can mean a lot of things. So I don't necessarily mean... Just like raw acceleration, it can be accomplished with acceleration, but it can also be accomplished with good foot technique. Um, and and I think Dalvin Cook is like the prime example of this because his testing and his burst and stuff were really bad. Dalvin Cook is like, as running backs go, did not test as that great of an athlete. Now, he might have been a little hurt during the combine or something like that. So th- there's grains of salt there, but... Uh, from my understanding, he is not winning off of pure athleticism, and he kind of never has been. It's always been about smooth feet and uh, savvy, I guess, and that's what's kind of made him the you know, a top five back for a whole bunch of years in a row. Um, but with scouting these guys, I guess I, I bring that up because I, I still need to see you. Again, I want to talk about like the practicalities of the position. When you're hitting a hole in a run game, you want to be in that hole for as little time as possible, right? That's the most dangerous part of the run where you're most most liable to get tackled. So get through that thing fast. Whether that happens by being super, super decisive and hitting that hole right away so that way you're at full speed when you get there and you and you just like blip right through it. Whether that is through being really bursty, whether that's through, you know, you jump cut through the hole, you, you use like almost agility to do it, um, or whether maybe you're somebody that's like more of a bruiser and you just, you get through the hole by sheer force of power and you, yeah, you're going to get your arms on me and I don't care. Cause I'm just going to bowl you down. It's like the AJ Dillon kind of way. I, I don't care. All of that is valid and fine. But, but when I'm scouting, Hey, I got to see, okay, what is that style? So that, you know, you can kind of mark, okay, this is if you want that kind of guy, this is if you want that kind of guy, right? Um, but mostly it's like, I know it's, it seems like when you b- pare it down to its base elements, it seems really like uh, no duh. But can you get through the hole, man? Some guys just don't consistently get through the hole. They you know, don't have contact balance. That's another big one for me. Um, and this is something that Bijan Robinson is absurdly elite at. If, if I remember from the scouting that I did a couple of weeks ago, um, his contact balance is absurd. He takes guys... And I want to say, is it Deshaun Vaughn that's really good at it? Or, or maybe it's Spears. That's, there's a couple other guys that are, like, really insane at it where I can see a dude, like, dive full body weight, shoulder hits the knee or hits the thigh, and they, like, don't miss a beat, which is just, like, really, really athletic. Um, but you're going to get arm tackles. And so when somebody comes and arm tackles you, gets an arm on your, your hip or your thigh... How does that affect you, right? Can you run through it? Can you churn through it? Does it knock you off balance? Does it? Do you just, you know, maybe you lose a little speed, but not too much? How does that affect you? So I, I'm kind of with running backs. I'm almost looking a little bit in terms of okay, defense does this. How does that affect you? Defense does that. How does that affect you? Um, and then we should probably talk about like running back reads because again. Even if you didn't run a great 40 and like top end speed for a running back, like raw 40 time isn't the biggest deal to me. Um, and it's because the the making the right read and getting out of the backfield is important. When you look at running back, and this will be a little bit of an analytics driven kind of idea about the running back position. When you look at at, at rushing yards, what like, the things that drive rushing success are the first four to five yards of a run play. If you can get five yards on every run play you have to, I mean, you have like a phenomenal run game, right? So I care most about how you do it, getting out of the backfield getting into the second level. Once you've gotten into the second level, what happens from there? It's, you know, it's all about juice. It's very exciting. And back to the Bijan Robinson thing, I feel like a lot of Bijan Robinson's hype, like he does great behind the backfield and he's still my, my RB1, like don't get me wrong. But I feel like a lot of the hype that says he's a top 10 player in this draft and, and he's, you know, this elite player, he's generational and all that, that I feel like comes from the, part after once you get into the second level, and it's all about setting dudes up and, and juking them and making a miss, and it's all very flashy and exciting. But from a pure production standpoint, that stuff, you know the the sixth, seventh, and eighth yard matter a lot less than the first, second, and third yard. And therefore, I care a lot more about if you can find the right hole, if you can hit that hole, and, um, how, you know, how you approach that part of the game, I care a lot more about than do you have the top end speed to turn a 25 yard run into a 40 yard run, right? Cause then it's, it's, all just field position. Um, but if you can generate a lot more explosive runs, if you can get into the second level a lot more, you'll eventually those runs will just start hitting. It's kind of, it's almost like baseball, you know, get on base. I just need you to get on base and, Then eventually things will start coming in if I have a lot of guys that get on base. So for me, running backs like that's you know give me a singles hitter, and I know that eventually those singles are going to turn into doubles and triples, just kind of by the law of averages. So that's that's where I'm at on this, and that's why I'm focusing so much more on the first the beginnings of a run play. And so that kind of brings me to running back reads. (sighs) Okay, you don't need to know everything about running back play. You don't have to memorize a playbook, right? Obviously you should know as much as you can about the run game because the way the the, like architecture of the run game and the way the run game works is a very important part of football in general, right? So you should understand what you can, but I don't need you to know exactly what the read was on, you know, on why power strong side. Like I I don't, you you don't need to know a lot about that to understand the running back position, right? You can basically give the running back the benefit of the doubt that they're aiming at the right aiming point. Um, And, or, or just kind of leave that as a neutral if you're not intimately familiar with it. But typically, most run plays have a, a sort of cadence to them. That is, you have your initial aiming point, and then you adjust. Just like aim and adjust. So, for example, on a zone run, on, a, on an inside zone run, your aiming point is going to be at the three-technique defensive tackle. You run right at him, and then you either bounce it outside if he's cheating too far to the inside, if he's cheating too far to the outside, you bend it back the other way. Uh, And if he's just getting beat, you bang it up the middle. Or on outside zone, it's a very similar logic, but your aiming point is at the defensive end, the five technique. And if he's inside, you go around him. If he's outside, you kind of bend and then you try to go up the next gap. And then you kind of just say yes, no to gaps as you go along. Um, This is not a process I think that you it's you're going to be better if you're really familiar with that process and you should try to learn it if if you're interested in, you know, knowing football. Um, but if you're just interested in figuring out who the best running backs are, I say instead of focusing on what those uh, decisions are and what those reads are, focus on if they make them quickly, because if you're wrong, if you make the wrong decision, but you make it quickly and you have and you're decisive, I can live with that. And we just kind of look at, okay, what are you reading and why aren't you reading it? But that's also a lot rarer because with running backs, the reads are, I don't know, if he's to the left, I go to the right. And if he's to the right, I go to the left. Um, You know, sometimes D line will flash across an O line's face and like make you wrong. That's kind of what their job is. And I don't really hold that against the running back when it happens. Um, But a a lot of it is you can look at it and just kind of say, okay, this is pick a hole and go. And what hole should he have picked? It, you, be careful, right? Because you, you can absolutely get yourself into a, a wrong place there if you don't know kind of, if you don't understand that he was aiming at a certain part first. You know, if your aiming point is the defensive end and then you go, yeah, but there was a whole four gaps over. Okay, maybe that's not realistic, right? This isn't Madden. But you can kind of um, adjust from from there. It's it's aim and then adjust. Should he have taken that gap or should he gone on to the next one? Should he have taken that gap or should he gone to have gone on to the next one? Um, but I want to see decisiveness right i want to see you decide that gap at the mesh point right um i don't need to see you go all the way over to that gap and then look in it and say no and then maybe over to the other gap and look like you don't need to take that much time right look 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 pick one um unless the play is you know sometimes zone plays require you to kind of move yourself over there so to make sure that uh linebackers kind of flow with you and there's there's a footwork to that as well um But really, what I want to focus on when I'm trying to scout running backs is, are you making that decision quickly or not? And if you're not, then I kind of put that down as a ding. And again, that's actually something that uh, had bothered me at a lot of plays with with Bijan Robinson, is that that decision would sometimes, he would take himself really far out of position, and then it would be a... A, a run that he has to bend back and then it would have to do all kinds of crazy razzle dazzle and he turn it into explosive and everybody goes, Oh wow, that's really crazy. They put it on the highlight reel and all of that. And what I'm seeing is, man, I don't know if that defensive ends an NFL player, if he's getting away from it, you know what I mean? Uh, so that that's sort of hopefully explains some of my, my skepticism, but there's a lot more to running back than just than than that first part, right? Because running backs have a vital role in the passing game and the passing game is more, more valuable than the running game. So we make to have to make sure that that is you know, part of our calculus as well. Um, but if you want to play make-believe and be this kind of GM, kind of do this arm, armchair GM thing, how about Ultimate Football GM? It's a, it's a game you can play right on your phone that is like this kind of simulator. You have to do... All of the team building things, sign players, figure out their contracts, fit under a salary cap, um, do the draft. You can draft players. You can win a bunch of Super Bowls with them. They retire. You can hire them as a coach because you have to build your coaching staff as well. It's a a little great little franchise mode simulator thing that you can play on an airplane or the toilet. (laughs) If you go to ultimate-gm.com as well, Locked On Vikings listeners get a 100% 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code LOCKED ON in all caps in the game store. That's LOCKED ON in all caps, so make sure you check it out today. To download the game, once again, just visit ultimate-gm.com and look it up on the app store. Ultimate-gm.com. Start your dynasty today. Let's move on to some of the past game stuff with running backs that I personally care about. Um... I mean, the lion's share of a running back's workload is going to be in the run game, right? Which is probably what you should watch the most. It's just what they're going to do the most, even if it's not as like valuable of a thing. But you got to care about what he does in the pass game, right? Running back pass protection is incredibly important. It is a vital part of protection schemes. I'm sure there's a lot of stuff out there that says like, well, when the running back loses, it's not necessarily going to lead to a sack. This many percentages of, you know, when, when the guard loses, blah, blah, blah. I'm sure there's something out there like that. But here's the deal. Protections are, I don't think that they are a series, like I don't like looking at them as a series of one-on-ones, as a series of singular players. I like looking at, at protections as kind of a whole unit. And the, the running back has his part in that. And if the running back screws his part up, that might leave the guard out to dry, right? And then the guard will be in an impossible position and then he'll give something up and he gets credited with it or whatever. Um, so what is the running back's job? Well, when in doubt, a decent guess is always gonna be the running back's job is to be next to the quarterback and take whoever's free. Scan, find your blitzer, whatever, right? Um, now, it, it depends on the protection. The You gotta look for full slide protections where everybody blocks like one guy to their right or everybody blocks one guy to their left. Um, in that case, usually the running back is kind of taking the backside. So if everybody blocks one to their left, the running back will come across and block the rightmost guy. Uh, and that is a, a way for offenses to be able to, you know, deal with certain fronts or a, an overload blitz or something like that. You know, it all depends on how people are aligned and who the quarterback and the center think are coming and conversation for another day for like deep protections stuff. Um, But the... Running back needs to A, be right. He needs to know who he has to throw himself at, and he needs to throw himself all the way at that guy. That Sometimes that means the running back is going to be tasked with blocking a 300pound nose tackle. And these dudes are, are like, you know, 2:30 and they're five foot nine. <laughs> these guys are not standing up to a big old nose tackle. But what I want to see is, I want to see them go at that guy. I want to see them throw themselves at that guy and become a speed bump. Just slow him down, right? Don't hold, don't get a penalty, but also, you know, don't just be uh be nothing. So sometimes I'll see like I'll see reps of running backs get absolutely obliterated in the past, just really get like forklifted and pushed and thrown out of the way, and it looks really embarrassing. But then you look and you think, well, then the quarterback got the ball off and it did slow that guy down. So you go back to the film room on Monday and you go, hey, 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 that's a dub. <laughs> So that's what I want to see in, with running backs when I'm scouting. I want to see effort, and I want to see them know who they're supposed to hit. You know, I, I was just talking about Hendon Hooker. Was that yesterday or the day before? Uh, well, I guess as I'm recording. Last week, I forgot that you're not watching this until, like, Wednesday. <laughs> Last week, I was talking about Hendon Hooker. And the the Tennessee running backs, if you want to see how run, how pass pro is not supposed to work, those running backs are a catastrophe. They're looking at each other. They're crossing each other. Their eyes are past each other. They're, they're not... Um, like even when they're on the field at the same time, or they're just not really looking, they're going, you know, standing behind the guard while somebody blitzes on, on the other side and lights up the quarterback. They they don't, clearly don't know how to pass protect, and they would need to be taught that from scratch. And that, I guess, is a, a larger scouting point here that goes for all of these episodes this week. If somebody's bad at something, you also gotta think, all right, how can he become better at it? You know, if a cornerback has a backpedal and the technique is not really what I wanted it to be, you can drill that, right? But if he's just not that fast or if he's and I don't want to just be just athleticism, you know. If he's if he just doesn't know how to track the ball, right? If he just loses the ball a lot. Well, that's kind of something you have or you don't. I don't know if I can teach you that. I don't know if you can drill that. I can drill your feet, but I don't know if I can drill it. You know, if you look at we'll do quarterbacks uh later in the week and you look, you you look at Anthony Richardson missing because his feet aren't quite stable. Okay, you can drill that. You look at Hendon Hooker missing, who with a perfectly mechanical ball that he just puts five yards too much on. Okay, well, I just don't think you have that sense of like depth. I just don't think you have it. And and that's I guess a larger point of, you know, I, I I'm trying my best to think like I'm a position coach, not like I'm a grandmaster evaluator of talent. I'm thinking, okay, if I if if I have this guy, how much do I need to do to fix what he does wrong? Can I, should I fix what he does wrong, right? You know, you've got certain guys out there, like, that are, like, too small, right? If you've got a wide receiver that's too small, well, I could ask him to put on bulk, but is that going to make him so much slower that I don't even have what I liked about him in the first place? Maybe he just does just play small, and then I just know, okay, I'm buying into a small receiver. That's the package I'm purchasing, you know, value it accordingly, um, and so, when it comes to, to running backs, you know, if, if he doesn't have his footwork that I like it all that much, well, I can maybe change that. But with a guy like Bijan Robinson, I, there is stuff about his feet that I think are absolutely special. Um, he is a 100% jump cutter. Now, if you give me a, a, a running back like Eric Gray is sort of my other comparison from this, the Oklahoma guy, he's also a 100% jump cutter, but his jump cuts aren't as good. They're fine, but it's it's very dramatic and overstated, and it slows him down. So he'll sit there in the hole and jump cut and get tackled, right? Whereas Bijan Robinson, it, it robs him of a little bit of burst, but it isn't going to sink him. And while I would love to give him smoother footwork and expand his, his toolbox in that way, I don't want to do it if it risks ruining what makes his you know what what are the traits he has that is special in the first place. But with Eric Gray, okay, I know I'm going to bring him in, I'm going to change the way he does his feet cuz I hate it right now. Um and and that is going to be a different thing. So let's circle it all the way back. Um oh, I got to talk about receiving too. Um with with running backs and and receiving, I don't need you to be like I don't need to apply everything that I apply with wide receivers. There's some of it, right? But I really I want to see can you run a route at the right depth? I don't need to see you juke a linebacker out of his shoes. That's all obviously great, but I don't need it from a running back. I need to see you run a wheel route, get downfield, and high point the ball. You need to be able to do that. Every offense has wheel routes. Post wheel is in every playbook. You need to be able to run that. Um, but really, I want to see you, can you block the right guy, throw your body at him, and as a receiver, do you check the box? And that's, that's the, the whole check the box thing. I think it's, 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 this is a pass-fail right? If you're good enough at it, then that's fine. If you're phenomenal at it, I love it, and we can totally do that, you know, add that to your thing, but I, you just need to be able to do it. You need to be a reliable piece that's going to be part of a grander puzzle when I'm running post-wheel to try to get Justin Jefferson on a safety, right? That's what I'm looking at in the receiving game. So now let's bring it all back around to okay, what makes a starting running back? For me, a starting running back is somebody who can get you know, check all those boxes, right? He can find the right hole. He can get through it quickly and he provides some level of, some some kind of second level threat, right? Um, that's Bijan Robinson, right? And he's receiving, he can do it. Blocking, he can do it, right? So he checks all those boxes and, and then he has a, a great second level threat. That's what makes him RB1. It makes him a starter. Um, if you're a backup, I still need you to hit the hole and I need you to be able to, you know, find the right hole, hit it with abandon. I need you to... uh pass block and i need you to be able to run a wheel route right i don't got you cj ham needs to be able to run a wheel route right madison Wangu, all these guys need to be able to run a wheel router I, I can't really put them in on pass downs but if it's somebody like madison that doesn't offer as much in the second level as somebody like cook does that's okay but it makes you a backup right okay you can hit the hole you can get that four or five yards yeah you can't get yards six seven and eight but again i'm, I'm not as worried about that i even think there are starters out there that maybe aren't as threatening in the second level and that's totally okay um, And then, if you don't check all of those boxes, because there are so many running backs that do, I just become a lot less interested in you. So if there is a guy that just can't do vision, right, that just cannot hit the, oh my god, this guy cannot pass block. Uh, you're a sixth, seventh rounder till you can do it, right? Maybe I'm not even drafting you, but uh, because I just cannot play you till you can do it. And at a, at a position with the value constraints that running back has. If you don't come out of the box knowing everything that you need to do to contribute to my team right away, it is not very hard for me to go into the fifth round and find somebody who can. So that's why it kind of deflates like that. So again, the running back doesn't matter value thing. It's incorporated, but it's incorporated in such a way that still leaves you coming away with something salient about the player rather than just saying, I don't know, all the same. Um, and I, I used to say, you know, ah, just, you know, literally anyone works and all that. It's all the same. Don't care who the running back is. And I really, really wanted to set out to kind of plant a flag on what I care about with running backs. Uh, and we, we can still apply the value to that later, but that doesn't mean we get to skip scouting them. We still have to do it. And so I hope that that, uh, resonated with you. I will be back tomorrow talking about safeties or quarterbacks, I think, um, in some order, I think that's going to be the way that this goes. I was going to do O-line, but I've decided to do safeties uh, and quarterbacks instead. Um, I decided to do running backs instead of O-line, honestly. Uh, I could keep doing these. If you guys like absolutely love this, I could do more of this, too, throughout the draft season with with the other positions, um, but this is mostly just a filler. And again, if there's a whole bunch of news, we'll talk about it on Monday. Uh, I'll see you all tomorrow, and as always, skull.